Karis Snapple just told her that all all scorpions glow. I mean, her Snapple didn't speak to her, but like it's a Kara. <laughs> It's really cloudy here today because Kentucky is ridiculous. Kentucky's Kentucky's Kentucky. We had snow. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow it's supposed to be like 70. What is happening? I had to go to Arkansas for the weekend for a friend's wedding and it was like 60 degrees when we got there and while they were getting married it was cold too but then yesterday as we were trying to get out of it we it was like 85 degrees. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't. I'm tired of it. I don't get that at all. I just want some nice warm weather. Or sunshine. Just sunny days. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. There's too much cloudiness and gray. It's like, I need this to I keep need, the seasonal yeah. depression at bay. Yeah. Okay? Don't bring I it back. We past this. Yeah. Do not bring it back. We can't. Hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery <laughs> Podcast. Hey, I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Here we are. Kara. Megan. This story I have for you today uh-huh. makes me so mad. Oh, no. Everybody just be ready. I'm so mad. Oh, no. You're all going to be mad, too. Okay. Um, It was actually emailed to us. Oh. I'm not mad about Lynn. (laughs) No. Lynn, I love that you sent us this. Lynn actually sent us a few in one email, so I'm going to try to be careful. I don't want to give away anything about the other ones because I think we'll end up covering those, too. So, hi, Megan and Kara. want to say that I absolutely love the podcast, Mm. and it's one of the highlights of my week. I grew up in a small town. Actually, I think it's a village. It's That's amazing. Slickville, no, Slickville, Pennsylvania. Okay. And it's very much what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old coal town with mostly farms and cows. Oh, and our whatnot. favorite. Yeah, you know, me and Carrot, we love some cows. Yeah. Then she talks about an unsolved murder from the 70s that I am planning to cover. I've already pulled some stuff for that. And then she mentions that she knows of a girl personally or a family member of theirs who disappeared. Oh. Fawn Marie Mountain is a missing girl from the Altoona area. Okay. Her case needs some attention, please. I know my email's all over the place. It's okay. We, that's like our brand. That we is, are all we over are the place. all over the place. <laughs> like, that is us. We are normalizing imperfection. Yes, for um, sure. I just love what you do, and I hope you continue for a very long time to come. Uh-huh. We Thank hope you, so Lynn. Too. Yeah, we do, too. Okay. There's a trigger warning here for domestic violence. Um, if you've been in any type of abusive relationship, this is probably going to be a hard one for you. And if you want to skip it, we can fully understand. Yep. We love you anyways. Yes. We got in a little trouble with people for not giving a trigger, trigger warning, warning for the rabbit. <laughs> for Mary Todd. And we're sorry for that too. If if rabbits are triggering for you, we apologize. You won't listen to that one. Eel skeleton. Nope. Okay. Okay. And your other warning, as I've already said, you might become completely obsessed with this case. I am. I want to do like a my own backyard style. Oh, why podcast don't we do that? about this case? Why don't we do like a little? I mean, just listen. Wait till okay. I'm done. You're gonna okay. be as mad as I am. Okay. There's also a lot about it that actually reminds me very much of my own backyard. Oh man. Yeah. So here goes. Ready? Yep, so ready. All right, let's hop in the time machine and go back to 2009. Oh, when Sophie was born. Ella, too. Fawn Marie Mountain is about 22 years old. Her name is Fawn. That's how old I was in 2009. Oh, that's precious. Well, so see, I always have that moment when it's someone who's my age where I feel particularly like, oh, so you'll probably have that, too. Oh, no. Um, Her name was Fawn, and she had a nickname that was Bambi, which I think is the (gasps) cutest Oh, like, I love that. Ever. I know. Okay, so... Oh, man. She had auburn hair and blue eyes. Some of the 
information about her out there says that she has brown hair, mm-hmm. but her family says it's auburn. And I don't know if it's like she had brown hair and she dyed it auburn mm-hmm. or if it's just that shade of auburn that right. kind of looks brown sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, auburn hair and blue eyes. She'd grown up in Altoona, a small city in south central Pennsylvania located along the main Allegheny Mountain Ridge with a population of around 44,000. So 2009... Fawn is at a local pub called The Island, <laughs> and she meets a woman named Heather Dybert, probably, or Dybert, sure. but we're going to go with Dybert. I'm never going to say her last name again. Yeah, just Heather. <laughs> Heather is seven-ish years older than Fawn, so okay. around 29, and the two of them really hit it off. So and this things, is like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the two of them really hit it off, and things turn romantic. That's where it's not exactly no. like us, but I mean, we haven't gotten married yet. So. No. This was Fawn's first romantic relationship with a woman, and it became serious pretty quickly. Okay. Within a few months of dating, Fawn and Heather moved in together oh. in a trailer in Claysburg, Pennsylvania. Claysburg. They moved to Claysburg because Heather's family owns a butcher shop there, okay. or near there, and Heather and her brother Mike often work there. Oh. Mike and his girlfriend Stephanie actually lived next door oh. in, a, in a trailer next door to Heather okay. and Fawn. So, Claysburg is only like 22 minutes from Altoona, mm-hmm. but it's a lot different. It has a population of about 1,300. Oh. Smaller than Lancaster. Like, oh, wow. Always connected to my yes. town. I'm only bringing this up because I imagine that the law enforcement in a town that size, mm-hmm. their experience and their resources, it's a lot different. Oh, than a 44,000 town. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, this was Fawn's first relationship with a woman, but it was not Heather's first relationship with a woman. Okay. And Heather's past girlfriends did not have the best things to say about her. Oh, great. In fact, more than one ex-girlfriend had gotten a restraining order against Heather because they said she was abusive. Great. She was described as short-tempered, rough, and cold. Mm. Fawn, on the other hand, was super friendly and known for her cheerful attitude. And people who knew her knew that she was one of those people who would just go out of their way to help someone mm. if they needed it. So the thing about people like that, the ones who are just always happy and always uh-huh. wanting to help, when someone like Heather meets someone like Fawn, mm-hmm. she's not thinking, oh, wow, like what a great person. Right. I love these things about her. Mm-hmm. She's thinking, oh, wow, this person will do whatever I, I take want. take full advantage of yes. this. And even more than that, it's like, by doing everything I want, that's how I know you love me. Mm-hmm. But they have this really warped sense, Allegedly. in my opinion, <laughs> this really warped sense of their love language is very messed up, right? Like, right. I'm going to see what you'll do. Mm-hmm. How much will you take? The yeah. more you take, the more you what love What is me. your limit? Yeah. And I'm going to push you beyond that. Right. Because if you love me, that's all that matters. Yes. It isn't about loving a person and wanting to do things for them. It's about finding a person who will do whatever you want. Mm. My conclusion after reading about her, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that Heather is a black hole of a person. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was mad. Um, you can do whatever she wants and give and give and give. And she's always going to find a new shortcoming in you, like a new thing to be. Oh, about. yeah. So it just kills me that this is who Fawn fell for. Because everything I read about Fawn is how happy and joyful and right. caring and loving mm-hmm. she is. Not that she was perfect, as nobody is, but she yeah. was very, she wanted to love and be loved. Yeah. So, it kills me that's who she fell for, but I can also see how it happened. So, Fawn had been physically and sexually abused when she was a kid. And people who are abused as children often grow up to have abusive relationships 
as adults. I'm not just saying that because I think it's true. Um, Sources, as always, are in the notes. Mm -hmm. I looked up a little more info about how the cycle of abuse happens. And this article from um, Very Well Mind talked about how when that kind of thing happens at such a young age, it can lead to this connection between love and abuse Mm -hmm. in the kid's mind. Yep. And that kid might also grow up thinking that this is just the way relationships are. Right. Like and it's that's normalized. The only way they feel accepted. Right. Yeah. They don't even know that healthier types of relationships mm-hmm. exist. Or if they do, they may think that they don't deserve that kind right. of relationship because mm-hmm. they think if someone, this person loves me and they are so intent on hurting me, then that must mean there's something wrong right. with me. Yeah. That's not what it means, by the way. That no, means that there all. is something very, very wrong with yeah. the abuser. So, For any number of reasons, before Fawn met Heather, she'd had a series of rough relationships with men. She'd had two children with a reportedly abusive boyfriend, and they were together for several years before he left her. And then she kind of fell apart and turned to drugs and alcohol and eventually even lost custody of her two children. Hmm. She would go on to become pregnant again with a daughter she named Caden, but Caden was stillborn, which was devastating for Fawn. She had Caden's body cremated and always kept her ashes close. From what I read, it seems like this was rock bottom for her. Mm -hmm. And those ashes were basically the only thing that Fawn cared about. Okay. And she just never went anywhere without them. I mean, she would like leave the house without them. But, you know, anywhere she moved, she had those with her. They were very, very important. And remember, Fawn was 22 years old when she met Heather. So she'd gone through all of this. Yeah. By the time she was 22 years old. Good Lord. A lot. So they moved to Claysburg. Once they moved in together, it seems like Heather grew more and more controlling. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's another thing about abuse. It doesn't usually happen all Oh, no, it doesn't show up. There's that honeymoon no. phase, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. And then once you get comfortable, it's like, oh. <laughs> well, it's like, this is like love bombing from yeah. a narcissist. It's a gradual thing. They test you and test you. Mm-hmm. The more you take, the more they throw at you. Until eventually you're really deep into it, and you start to think, it's on my phone. I allowed it to get mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Well, they treat me this way because I let it go this far. Yeah. And again, that's not it. <laughs> no. Then you add to that how loyal Fawn was and how she always wanted to make other people happy, maybe even at her own expense because she thought other people's happiness was more important than her own. And that that would make her happy. Yes. Yeah. Or that the only way for people to love her mm-hmm. was to please them. That she always made them happy. Mm-hmm. Plus her own history of being abused by people who quote unquote loved her right. and you get an idea of why she stayed you right. know because i'm about to tell you the things that heather did to fawn and you're going to be amazed mm, can't wait ready mm-hmm. let's go heather took fawn everywhere she went she hardly ever left her alone if she did have to leave her alone like when heather went to work she would keep fawn locked in the car and then she would turn on the alarm system so that if fawn tried to get out of the car she would know if there was some reason that Heather had to leave Fawn at the trailer, she kept the front and back doors padlocked from the outside. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fawn was not allowed to have a job or any friends. She just she also wasn't allowed to have a cell phone. Hmm. And any calls to the home phone were automatically forwarded to Heather's cell phone. Hmm. Sometimes when Heather had to work, she'd have her mom go over to the trailer to check on Fawn. So remember how I told you that Heather's brother and his girlfriend, Stephanie, lived next uh-huh. door? So Fawn and Stephanie got to be pretty good friends. And one of them, like their kitchen window, lined up with the other's bedroom window. So okay. they would speak through the window since Fawn couldn't right. get out of the trailer. And one time, while they were doing this, Heather's mom shows up to check on Fawn. 
And she was like, oh, they were talking through the windows, which I'm like, what are you doing? Why is it, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and Heather boarded up the windows at that point. What was the mother doing? What are you going to achieve by this? I just think that's also weird because it's the brother's girlfriend. Why yeah. is that a problem? That's yeah. your family. Why can't she talk to her? Right. So to Fawn, I think at first she interpreted this like, wow. She's being so protective of me. Heather loves me so much. Mm-hmm. She's just so afraid I'll leave her. This is all proof of how much she wants yeah. me. This is all just to protect me. Right. But she gradually began to feel differently. Heather wasn't just verbally and psychologically abusive to Fawn. She was also physically abusive. Mm. Fawn went to the ER so many times with abuse-related injuries that she had to start going to different hospitals. Oh, my gosh. Because the staff recognized her and was asking questions. So Fawn did try to leave a few times. Mm -hmm. Every time, she'd run away to her mother's house. And every time, Heather would find her and bring her back to their trailer in Claysburg. And in case any of you are like, why did she go back? How did she get her to go back? You've got to remember that Fawn was under Heather's control. Yeah. There's all the abuse stuff we've already talked about, like the psychology of it. And then there's also how Fawn doesn't have much of a support network because she's basically been well, cut Fawn off. Fawn doesn't everybody. have a job, so she's probably yeah, thinking, no money. This is my only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my sentence, actually. She doesn't have a job, so there's no way to support yeah. herself if she wants to get away. And on top of all of that, Heather told Fawn, if you ever leave me, I will dump your daughter's ashes in the trash. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Vaughn had less and less contact with her own family. Mm. One day in 2011, a restraining order, which I also saw called a protect a protection from abuse or a PFA order, which I guess are the same kinds right. of things. Here in Kentucky, I don't know if it's the same. It's like EPOs or DVOs, oh, yeah. emergency protective order for domestic violence. Well, so one of those showed up at Fawn's mother's house. Fawn had filed a restraining order against her own mother. It's widely believed that Heather forced her to do this because since that's the place where Fawn Fawn would always run away. Oh, yeah. So Fawn's mother would call the police now and then to ask them to do welfare checks on her daughter, and the police would tell her that Fawn was okay. The police were well acquainted with Fawn and Heather mm-hmm. from the protection from abuse orders to their violent arguments to right. burglary charges even. <gasps> what? So one time when Fawn was able to escape, she was in Heather's car and got out, but she wanted to go back to the trailer to get Caden's ashes because she's not going to leave mm-hmm. without those ashes. Of course, it's locked and she doesn't have a key to her own home because that would be Why weird. Why would you do that? So... When Heather realizes that she's trying to get in, she calls the police and says she's trying to break in. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So, anyway, that PFA order for Fawn's mom was filed in 2011, but the last time Fawn ran away to her mother's house was in October of 2012. And at that time, Heather called and reported that the PFA order had been violated, and Fawn's mom actually ended up going to jail. For, oh my gosh. I don't think for very long. I saw two di- two days. I also saw a week. So somewhere, you know. Oh my it's gosh. It's just insane to me. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y- 
M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So the last recorded police welfare check on Fawn was in November of 2012. The police report says that they did physically see Fawn there, and she was fine. Which brings us to the end of November 2012, just before Thanksgiving. Fawn spent the day with Heather and her family, including Heather's brother and girlfriend, at the family butcher shop, helping to clean and sterilize everything to prepare for the upcoming deer season. Heather's dad offered everyone drinks at the end as a thank you for all of their help, and one of the articles I read said, Much to Heather's annoyance, Fawn had some drinks. How dare she enjoy herself? She's with your family. Mm -hmm. I don't... Mm -hmm. That evening, Fawn and Heather headed back to their trailer, and Mike and Stephanie went home with them to their own trailer, and Fawn mentioned to Stephanie that it had been a good day, and she planned to watch a horror movie and relax. And Stephanie even commented on, like, what a good mood it seemed like Fawn was in. The next morning, Heather and Mike's parents showed up to pick them up to take them to work, and Heather was outside smoking a cigarette. Stephanie was like, this is weird. Yeah. Where's Fawn? And, uh, cause you know, Fawn had to go everywhere Heather went. Right. And Heather says, I have no idea. I woke up at 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom and Fawn was gone. Oh, she's like, oh yeah, you know, I looked around, couldn't find her, guess she ran away. And you know, how I'm, I'm not going to go I'm completely work. reasonable. And in the past, anytime she's run away, I just left her alone and figured she'd come back if she wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved on with my life and didn't go chase her down and drag her back or anything. Yeah, I've never no, done I that. Why do would that. you think that? No. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Don't look behind the curtain. Every attention to the other curtain. time. Yeah. <laughs> Every other time Fawn ran away, Heather was Heather. You yeah. Know? And this time, Heather was like, no, no big deal. I don't care. I'm not even going to look for her. This clearly... Suddenly, I'm a different person. We're done. 
She didn't call the police. Hmm. And she didn't call Fawn's mom. Mm. But Stephanie, she's not dating Heather's brother anymore, by the mm. way. At least not in the article, unless they got back together. But I doubt it. She knew something was wrong. Mm. If Fawn had run away, she hadn't taken anything with her. Like, no clothing, no jackets, even though it's late November in oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. And she left in the middle of the night. But most telling of all, she didn't take Caden's ashes. Oh, no. And Stephanie was like, she never would have left without taking those. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Stephanie also thought Heather's behavior was bizarre. So oh, okay. Here's a quote from her. For years, any time Fawn would leave her, she would be losing her mind, going house to house, seeing if anybody took her anywhere. It doesn't matter if it was 2 a.m. If Fawn went missing, Heather would be banging on everybody's door. But this time, Heather's just Doesn't care. casually smoking a cigarette outside. Yeah. Which is a curious way to be. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it is possible that she suddenly went to therapy and and did some yoga and and oils. And maybe she did some oils. Maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and relaxed. Ate a couple cookies and smelled some lavender. Yeah. Ate some cookies. <laughs> ate some cookies. And maybe she suddenly chilled out. Yeah. Suddenly. Suddenly's yeah. Just got a brand new look on life. So Stephanie contacts Fawn's mother to see if maybe Fawn was there, since that's usually where Fawn went. Right. And, of course, Fawn's mother is like, I have no idea. Yeah. So then Fawn's mom calls the police. But oh, Fawn is an adult. Right. So they don't file a report. Mm. It's a little confusing if her mom realized that there was no actual report filed or not. And the articles I read were kind of weird about it. So okay. not 100% positive. A week or possibly a few weeks later, again, articles, um, Heather and her family... Just, you know, they just completely remodeled that trailer. Oh. I mean, it's like, it just seems like a good time for a renovation. It's just really winter projects, you know, you're bored and it's busy deer season. Why would you think anything else? Right. Yeah. Right. Allegedly. Opinions. So, they removed and replaced the carpet, Mm. the floorboards, and the plywood. They took it all out. And they put all new flooring and everything in. Huh. And then Heather moved to Ohio. Huh. I mean, so maybe they were just remodeling it. Maybe she wanted a fresh start and she just was like, whoever moves into this house doesn't need my old memories and just completely renovated the space. Or like any DNA evidence or anything. Right. I mean, allegedly. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a concrete block was also poured in oh. the backyard. That's the part that every time I'm just like, huh. Chris and Smart, what? What? Um, that was for a dog run. Oh. And then, after completely remodeling the trailer, like I said, Heather moved to Ohio. Two months later, she's back and she's got a new girlfriend. Oh, in the same, same mm-hmm. trailer. And huh. anytime someone asked her about Fawn, she had a different story. Mm. Fawn was in jail in Ohio. She's like, oh yeah, she called me from prison. Fawn had run away with a man. Fawn was a sex worker in either New York or Boston. And oh. this is how most people did not even realize that Fawn was actually missing. Because remember, no police report has been filed. Oh my gosh. Some time passes and then Fawn's family is trying to get in touch with her because her stepdad is dying. According to Stephanie, at that time, Heather was telling people, oh yeah, she ran away, but she came back. She's here, but you just can't talk to her right now. She's busy. I'll pass along the message to her. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, after mm-hmm. multiple attempts to reach her, someone finally went out to the trailer to try and see Fawn in person. Mm-hmm. And that's when they realized that she's not really there. Oh, great. They also realized that Fawn's social security checks are still going to the trailer. Oh. So Fawn's mom filed a complaint at the social security office. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, if Fawn wants to receive her checks, she'll have to come to the office and prove her identity in order to receive them. Mm-hmm. And of course, she never, happened. never did. And this is what finally gets the police to take the missing persons report because oh they're God. like, she would come get her money. Oh, my God. It's 2015. It has been three years mm-hmm. since she disappeared. Three years before a police report is filed. Mm-hmm. So three years before they actually begin an investigation. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time. Mm-hmm. That trailer has been gutted. Oh, yeah. Her cousin, Bridget, makes this point about how Fawn could be missing for three years and people not know. You have to understand that she was in an abusive relationship where she was isolated from family and friends. She wasn't allowed to have family and friends. Yep. And I think that's really, really, really important because if you've never seen that mm-hmm. or been in that situation yourself, you're you going to thank the victim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to blame her family for not doing something yeah. sooner. But it's like, if her family is like, Fawn is, you know, Heather's got control over her and she's an adult and we can't she's not going to come hang out with us or be around us because she's chosen Heather. I mean, it's hard. It's hard all around. So at that point in 2015, police did what they could. But like I said, plenty of time has passed. Yeah. They interviewed people and took statements, but the case went cold pretty quick. I mean, it was already uh, cold. Right? Yeah. Two more years go by. And that's when, in 2017, the cousin I mentioned a second ago, she didn't find out that Fawn was missing until 2017. In oh her own gosh. family. So, Bridget is the cousin's name. She and Fawn had been close as kids, but they'd grown apart as they got mm-hmm. older. But the fact that her cousin was missing and she had no idea, even after the police report had been filed, it just seems like the communication in this family is a little broken. Um, I'm just really surprised. I, if someone went missing in my family, it would be like... <laughs> Everybody yeah, bulletin. Yeah, um, but again, you just everybody's different in the dynamics, and who knows? Who knows what situation what the situation was? Now, when Bridget found out, she got real involved. She was like, "I've got to be an advocate, or nobody's going to do right. anything." So she started pushing the police to do something. She also contacted Stephanie herself to get whatever information she could, and then she and Stephanie started doing their own investigation. Mm-hmm. Everybody they talked to was like, "We've already talked to the police." So then Bridget goes to the police because she's like, I want to know what information you yeah, have. What do you all have on file? That's when the police had to admit that the initial records were gone. <gasps> the signed statements had disappeared. The original officer on the case had been fired and <gasps> they had just never assigned anyone new. No what? one was working it. No one was working it. What? And the records were gone. Oh my gosh. So then the state got involved. And one of the articles was like, it's pretty normal for like in a small town like that for right. the state troopers to mm-hmm. get involved. But I'm like, <laughs> it's been years. Yeah. A $10,000 reward was offered for leads that led to her whereabouts. Wow. In late 2017, Heather was evicted from the trailer park. And at that point, police went in and searched for anything they could find. And they also checked out that concrete slab. Nothing Nothing, obviously. They found nothing. Right. One of the articles I read also said that the trailer has since been demolished. So if that's true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There goes any chance of finding any blood evidence. Mm -hmm. Unless they could find whatever car was being used. Right. Because Fawn's body had to have been moved somehow. Right. 
The investigation into Fawn's disappearance is active and ongoing. Police say they continue to follow up on any leads that they have. There's a Facebook group called Bring Fawn Marie Home mm-hmm. and a GoFundMe set up. I've put the link to both of these in the show notes. If you are listening to this and you know anything that might help with so little evidence to go on, any information you have is important. Yeah. Even if you think it's small or you don't know how it might fit in. Right. You can call the Pennsylvania State Police at 814-696-6100 or the Pennsylvania Crime Stoppers at 1-800-4, the number 4, PA, TIPS, T-I-P-S. And I'll put those in the show notes too. Yeah. And that's it. It's not a super well-known case. Obviously, her own family didn't even know for a few years. It's recently been picked up by a couple of larger, like, true crime, Mm -hmm. like, YouTube channel type things. So I'm hoping that if more people will start talking about it. Where is Payne Lindsay when you need him? (laughs) I know. I know. Or the guy who did the in my own backyard. Yes. Because it just kills me. I mean, again, it. It seems obvious who to look at. Allegedly. On the other hand, right. On the other hand, actually, if you think about Payne Lindsay, what was the first one he did? Up and Vanished? Mm-hmm. Man, Payne Lindsay had me convinced that it was, uh, what's her name's, like, cop, cop boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, the people who actually ended up killing Tara. Tara Grinstead. Mm-hmm. Had, were not even on Payne yeah. Lindsay's radar. Wasn't even in the investigation. He wasn't talking about yeah. them at all. The main thing that Payne Lindsay's podcast did is he got people talking about yes. the case again, yeah. and that is what led to right solving it. Yeah. So while it may seem like everything points to one person or people connected, know. allegedly, opinion, just my opinion, what do I know? But how did she get out of my house? And how do you, I have gone after her and dragged her back every single time, but this time I'm just completely unbothered. I'm just not going to sit around on the porch. So, but... There could you be never know. something we don't know. Right. And the main thing would be for people to just start talking about it. Yeah. If you look up Fawn and you see pictures of her and you just, uh, yeah, go join that Facebook group. And yeah. And it's all help you know, out. Just do something. Yeah. Well, and also if you all have small town, like hometown stories like this and you're like, oh, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to this. Send them to us. We yeah. want to do them. Yeah, I would really love that. We've got a few in our inbox yeah. to deal with. I mean, a couple that were also sent by Lynn. Um, and I did contact Lynn to see if anybody from Fawn's family, if there's anything that they yeah. specifically want us to say, but they they didn't have anything. And it's just, again, I think the important thing is just to, just to talk about right. it. Get her name out yeah. there. Because it's amazing that I'd never heard of it. Right. It's amazing I'd never heard oh, of it. Oh, I'm sure there's so many stories out there that we have that's, no Yeah, idea. that's what kills me. Exist. And, you know, unfortunately, how, with no body, how hard yeah. it's going to be. Even, you know, we keep talking about In My Own Backyard and the Kristen Smart case. There's no body no. and they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. But also, they started their investigation a lot earlier. And a lot right. of things got messed up, but there's enough evidence there that it's like, to, yeah, pinpoint what, yeah. In this one, it's like, man... Oh, this is going to be tough for anybody to ever be held responsible. Right. But but we can still try. Yep. And we can still make some people very uncomfortable. Right. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. In my opinion. In our own opinions. Mm -hmm. That we formed on our own. (laughs) Completely. Based on the information that is publicly available at the time. And all of our sources are in the show notes. Yes. I really do. I want to do like a serious deep dive I on this and drive up there and look and talk to people and just let's do it. 
in all my free time. <laughs> I know. We really have so much Let's free time. quit our jobs. <laughs> Find somebody to sponsor us. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yes. Um, anything anything you'd like to get in touch with us about, you can right. reach us. All the information to reach yep. us in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have anything interesting new to talk about that we haven't mentioned? I mean, everything we talk about is interesting. But right. I don't, I, think, I don't think, I think we have anything good. new. We're working on some new merch for you guys that yeah. we're hoping to release in May. Yeah. Um, Exciting stuff. I know. I'm really excited. I can't wait. And then there's the Patreon yep. and the Facebook group and all those fun things that you can join if you want to connect with other people who listen to the podcast. It's so fun. It's so fun. Everybody always is just so yeah. our Facebook involved. Group, gosh, our Facebook group is like, it just makes me laugh. It's just time. a little community. Oh, they're great. And then they have really interesting discussions, too, yeah. which I also love. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.